Happy Wednesday, friends. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Enough for Today for May the 3rd. I hope you're having a good week so far. I uh, finally recovered a little bit from a busy weekend and a, and a couple of sleepless nights, just tossing and turning. You ever have one of those nights? Uh, and last night I slept solid and uh, looking forward to tonight, groups on site or on the live stream. So join us at Emmanuel. And today, right now, we're in Psalm 77. We're closing in on the end of this psalm. The psalmist has gone through a dark time. And he's asked God some difficult questions. He began to kind of waffle in doubt and despair, but he took that to God. Um, he then channeled his thought life, his remembrance, back to the works of God. Verse 11, I'll remember the works of the Lord. I'll meditate also of thy work and talk of thy doings. Uh, wonders, that word works become wonders because God always works wonders. He does wonderful things. That's what he does. That's who he is. And when we, here it is, when we get our minds off of the trouble and onto the God who's bigger than the trouble, the trouble radically downsizes. Uh, you've heard it said, it's cliche. If you, have, if you have a little God, you have big problems. But if you have a big God, you have little problems. And that's what we're seeing in the psalm. We're seeing that happen psychologically and spiritually in the mind and heart of the psalmist as we work through this. So he will remember the works and they become wonderful works in his mind. He's meditating on the works. He's talking up the works of God. He's going back to the sanctuary, verse 13. He sees then and understands then how great is our God. That's why we that's why church attendance is so critical in one reason that that's why there's many other reasons, but we come together to get our eyes back on God and off of our troubles and off of the world around us. Thou art the God, verse 14, I love it. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. So when we get into God's presence together, we remember his wonders. We remember that he always does wonderful things. And we remember that his strength is going to be accessible to us. He's going to exercise his strength on our behalf. And the way he did that uh, in human history it, to the greatest degree is verse 15. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people. Now, likely the ancient uh, psalmist is thinking, and we'll see it in a minute, he's thinking of redeeming God's I Israel from, <clears throat> from Egypt which is awesome, but we know that was only a picture of the greater redemption. It was as great as it was, it was an arrow pointing to the work that Jesus would do to bring us all out of the condemnation of slavery in Egypt, in, in the Egypt of sin and death and hell. So thou hast redeemed thine, redeemed thy, uh, thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. Look at verse 16. This is where we pick up today. The waters saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths were also troubled. What's he talking about? Well, likely he's talking about the Red Sea that, that stood as a huge barrier. You got Pharaoh coming relentlessly and persistently against the people of God, and they're trapped now. They're pinned against this big body of water, uh, the Red Sea. And what are they to do? Behind them is a, is a fierce enemy. Uh, before them is a wall of water, and there are a million people strong. They can't get across this body of water. There's no bridge. There's no boats. There's no easy way to traverse it. 
And this is the God that does wonders. Waters, walls, let me say it that way, walls, impassable mountains, impassable trials and hardships are no problem for God. Now bring this forward into the 21st century. What you think is impossible is no problem for God. When you choose to follow him, when you choose to faith him, to trust him, to do what is right, he meets the need. He resolves the struggle. He moves the mountain. He parts the water. The waters see God and they're afraid. Okay, your storm, your trial, your hardship, your mountain, your wall, your darkness is terrified of God. That's a, that's a profound consideration. Um, the clouds, verse 17, poured out water. The skies sent out the sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. What's he talking about in verse 17? Well, a couple of ideas. It could have been a very particular storm um, that, was, that was used by God in a significant way. It could have been the end of a drought. T- let me back up. Typically, when you read about rain and clouds in the Bible, it's not what we think of when in the 21st century idea. We think of clouds and rain as storms of life. Um, <clears throat> and there's some sense of that in the Bible. But often, and most often, the sense of clouds and rain is abundance of blessing because more rain meant greater crops, lusher uh, landscapes, and then therefore healthier flocks and herds which would result in greater multiplication. So rain typically means abundance, wealth, uh, provision. God's going to pour out. Isn't it interesting how in our modern sense, rain, rain might mean storms or clouds or gray or, or depressive, but in the Old Testament sense, it means, it means abundance. And sometimes those ideas merge together that God is working future abundance through the storms of our life right now, through the clouds and the rains of our life right now, which is a great thought. But the clouds poured out water, the skies sent out a sound, that's probably thunder. Thine arrows went uh, abroad. God's, God's coming to provide, to defend, to step in to the need of the people. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. Uh, the arrows, by the way, might, might be referencing lightning because he says that next. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled <clears throat> and shook. So, I'm going to pause here for today because um, we've covered a number of verses, but the idea here is that the psalmist, I just want you to look at the contrast between the heart and mind of the psalmist, the eyes. What direction is the psalmist looking in verse 15, 16, 17, 18, by contrast to verses 7, 8, 9, and earlier in the psalm? And you see a transformation you see a progression of growth. And this is the transformation that God wants to bring in all of our lives when we get our hearts and minds from our trial back onto him. From the fear, from the doubt, from the wall of water that's threatening us back onto the works of God. And all of a sudden we see, we see and we remember the power of God, uh, how God, what God has done in the past, how God has intervened for us, and you know what that does? It, it lifts our heart. It downsizes our problem. It upsizes our God. And it gives us hope. So rest in hope today. Happy Wednesday. Hope to see you tonight at church. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>